Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast, Living with Marilyn. I am so honoured of the amount of people that have listened in. I got three and a half thousand downloads last week. I can't believe it because I really started this as... (laughs) that The person who just said, wow, is my amazing guest. Probably a legend in the Marilyn community. And I'm not saying that to age you, it's Greg Schreiner from Los Angeles and he's on the line at the moment after a lot of technical problems. But Greg, obviously you're here, people can hear you, but it's so amazing how this has taken off and thank you. If people that are listening that don't know, Greg Schreiner is the president of Marilyn Remembered, which, Greg, what year did that start? Well, Marilyn Remembered was founded in 1982. (gasps) So it's a long time ago. And of course I like to say I was only five years old at the time. But uh, you know what I, I think was actually, I actually was. I just moved out to Los Angeles uh, a couple years earlier to go to school at UCLA, and um, the whole thing got started because I loved Marilyn, and I would go to the cemetery on August the fifth every year to honor her, and I ran into some other people at the cemetery doing the same thing, and we got to talking and, and said, why don't we actually form a club? where we can do this on a regular yearly basis and really make it more formal. And out of that grew Marilyn Remembered, where we started meeting every month and had meetings and and invited so many people over the years that knew Marilyn, which was so exciting. It really was, because I remember wind on, you know, to the 90s, late 90s, when I first did my trip. So for people that are just tuning in that may not know who Greg Schreiner is, you are the first real fan club that started and then that grew into what we now refer to as the memorial to Marilyn which takes part every year except for since COVID every year at the same place where Marilyn's funeral was held right so how did that come about for you starting to on every August 5th for this it's like a you know it's it's like her funeral but a memoriam and and having these people like you say that knew Marilyn how did you be able to do that? Well, I, I, I put it partially down to Marilyn magic. I just think that mm-hmm. somehow she guided us into having it all happen. But um, what, what struck us when we were there uh, in 19, actually it's 1981, when, when, when we all first actually met, um, was that nothing had been done for Marilyn since 1962 when she died. And we just thought, wow, we've got to honor someone who's a legend like this. And so this is why we originally started with just the memorial. But wanting to include more than just once a year, we started on monthly meetings. And somehow word got out. I don't know how, but word got out uh, to a lot of people. And also we started attracting people that knew Marilyn. And one connection led to another. And it turned into an incredible adventure where we were having so many guest speakers that were direct links to Maryland and it was an exciting exciting time and um, I'm so grateful that I was around and was able to be a part of all that well it really is I mean I think a lot of the luck I've had in my career has been down to the right place and the right time and people that come into your life but really to get the people i mean you've had some amazing guests speak at your memorial i mean these people really knew marilyn they're not the people that you know that you meet down the street now that say i knew marilyn they really were you had a film directors there co-stars family members because 
Friends, yeah. lots of friends. Susan Strasberg every year would read the eulogy that her father read at the original service. I mean, how amazing is that? And, and people that worked with her um, and, and people that were related to her. Uh, it, was, it was an amazing time. Um, and I, I kind of wish that we could still go back to that because I'm really missing all of the, uh, the connections we had back then. And, and, of course, there's so few people left anymore. Uh, because of, of the fact that, that everyone's so old now, um, um, and uh, it just it's, we're losing them every day. We are, but the thing is, is that we have you've you've recorded them, haven't you? We've got some of these documentations of these people. People have filmed these memorials. If um, yes. with with coronavirus, obviously it didn't take place this year. So what do you well, think? Well, it, it did take place, sort of. I mean, uh, thanks to Scott Fortner. Uh, we were able to broadcast the service uh, all over the world anyway. Scott and I met in the chapel at social distancing, and we were able to make it happen. Um, and as, you, as, as I'm sure those who watch know, we had incredible people like Amy Green and the Shaw family and um, Douglas Kirkland. I mean, those are major people in Maryland's life, and, and they all sent us an, uh, on video uh, some wonderful things. So it was just, it was still, it still happened. I just, it wasn't yeah. quite the same, of course. Exactly. So the fans, the fans were not in attendance because we've been there every year and the international press have been there. Yep. And Greg, you've done so much for the memory of Marilyn because um, you started as a collector as well, didn't you? Like you've just mentioned Scott Faulkner, who was on last, my last podcast, who was amazing. But you were like one of the first, if not like the first collectors. Well, I'm older, that's why. <laughs> uh, and also, I, I think I had the foresight to start early. Uh, I, I started my collecting at the ripe age of six, um, <laughs> but there wasn't much available back then. But I, when I moved to Los Angeles in 1979 is when I really was able to get serious about collecting Maryland because there were actual things out here. And auctions started happening in the early 80s. And that's when I was able to acquire my first Maryland items, uh, and the, the very first thing I ever got was a gown of hers, um, which started me down the road to getting more gowns and, and more other furniture and all kinds of other things to where I, I probably have one of the largest collections of, of actual things owned by her today. Um, and it's, it's been a grand adventure. And thank God I started early because I can't afford very much anymore. Well, this is it. Because what did, because, what did, um, you know, I've been to your home. I'm blessed and very lucky to have, have been invited to your home. And it's, you're so lovely and you, you're very generous with your, with your home and you open it up to people. But it's funny when you go into your home, you're like, and this is Marilyn's fridge. And this is Marilyn's sofa. So how did you like, I mean, how'd you get a fridge? Do you know, how did, how did these things come about? And you don't have to discuss how much you paid because obviously um, Scott was quite honest about the, the amount, like, as you say now, I can't afford to buy these items because they're ridiculous now. Um, they really, yeah, to me, yeah. they're really ridiculous um, prices for, for what to they... To the point where, unfortunately, I think the real collectors that love Marilyn aren't able to purchase most of it. Hmm. Um, I think corporations are buying quite a few things. Uh, oh, it's an investment. There are still a, yeah. a couple of fans that are wealthy and they can afford, but for the most part, I think most of us, uh, most of us, simply, it's out of our reach now. Mm. 
but you've got like that's that's your version of bitcoin all these marilyn things but so how did so how much have you seen like when you were buying these things i guess because like you're saying back in the 70s marilyn was popular but she's not like she was now so are these things no. quite easy to get it, 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 it would, I think that what, she was still popular, but I think there wasn't the same idea about the value of things owned by celebrities, not just Marilyn, but frankly, any celebrity. Mm. Uh, they weren't valued as highly as they are today um, uh, for whatever reason. But I got lucky because, I, number one, I became friends with the family who had purchased Marilyn's home when she died. So right off the bat, I had a direct connection to wow. the furniture. Uh, and then things like the refrigerator, I happened to see an ad in, in the L.A. Times newspaper advertising Marilyn Monroe's refrigerator. And I thought, ha, 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 sure. But luckily, I had photos of it uh, because I uh, had known Eunice Murray and, and gotten directly from her photos of, of the inside of the home. So I knew what the refrigerator actually looked like. Mm -hmm. So when I went out there, of course, it was the refrigerator. and. Wow. And I think that the people were just thrilled to get rid of it, frankly. Um, I, I didn't have to pay that much. And, and things like that, I just think, are really Maryland magic happening. They are. Do, do, you, do you use this fridge? Is it usable? You know, it wasn't. Um, it, that's why they wanted to get rid of it. They, they had used it until it had died, and they did not want to spend the money to repair it. Mm -hmm. And frankly I, I i don't plan to ever use it as a refrigerator mm. uh it, it, that's not the value for me um mm. it's just a, a wonderful relic of, of of her home and the fact that she painted it to match her tile in her kitchen that she had her last meal out of that refrigerator mm. i mean there's a lot of connection there that just for me is very important and um it's still in good shape and it probably could be repaired maybe I don't know if they, the parts would still be available, um, but for 1962, it was state-of-the-art. Yeah. And that, that's what's kind of cool about it's it. It's such a unique item, because really, I mean, we probably use our fridges more than, it's you know, every day, many, many times a day. I know I do. <laughs> Go to the fridge yeah, quite yeah. a lot. So, <laughs> Simply so, now. <laughs> exactly. So you can just imagine get, Marilyn getting out her bottles of champagne and during mm -hmm. the day when people are coming over. So really, it's such a personal, unique item to own. Really. I, I think so. I, and I feel the same way about her, her, her um, dresser and her, and her bedroom, too, that it was the only real piece of furniture other than the bed, which was basically just a mattress. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it kind of um, it was there the night she died, right in her room. So to me, that just makes it very, very unique and special. Um, and I'm grateful to have that uh, along with, you know, several other pieces as What's well. What's your favorite piece that you own? Because like I said to Scott, again, you've got such a large collection of her personally <laughs> owned, so I can't like go, what's your favorite? I mean, that um, print, you own the Prince and the Showgirl dress, the white Prince I, and I the I do, I do, and that is one of my favorites. <sighs> um, I think it's hard to, to narrow it down because it's like asking a mother who her favorite child is. They'll, they you do have one. <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> uh, but I, I think probably in some ways my favorite would be my very first, which was the, the red dress with the purple sash, oh, yeah. just because it was the first thing I ever owned of hers. And uh, it's such a, an iconic item, and, and there's so many photos of Marilyn in that dress, and um, she looks so stunning in it. 
but I love all of I mean I really just love everything I have of Maryland's and uh, it's um, such a passion for me I uh, and I wish I was really rich <laughs> so I could buy even more. I know. Uh, I was. It's it's such a shame because, like you say, the real fans, and I don't like to say real or fake fans. Or I mean, we don't know if these rich people are super fans, but I do think a lot of this stuff now is being bought, and you know that, for investment and just to be locked in a bank vault. And it's... And it's yeah, unfortunately, I think that is the case. But that's what happens when things become so valuable. It, they become out of reach of the average collector. And, the, and I think in that sense, the ones that really, for the most part, really love Marilyn. Mm. But luckily, there are, I know, at least one collector who is wealthy and, and very sincerely loves Marilyn. So I'm grateful that at least some of the stuff is going to someone who really does value her. Yeah, I agree. And it's not just Marilyn that you uh, collect, because uh, in relation to Marilyn, one of Marilyn's most famous films, which she was with all about Eve with Betty Davis. Mm -hmm. I remember my friends, I said to them, Greg has, because you do own this, a Betty Davis dress. And not only is it a Betty Davis dress, it's the dress from All About Eve. And how, yeah. how yeah. did you come across Betty Davis dress? Well, the Betty Davis dress I got from an auction that was held after Edith Head died. Edith had had it in her collection because um, she was doing fashion shows. So she had taken some of her gowns from the studios to use for fashion shows. And so when she died, uh, that's where they found it. And um, that's how I got that one. But um, yes, you're right. I have over 500 <laughs> movie costumes of all the great stars of Hollywood. And I do a show called Hollywood Revisited. I was just about Which, to mention uh, that. I love this show. And I was honored to oh, be in this show with you once. Yes, you. we were honored to have you in the show, oh. obviously. Uh, and I hope we can do that again someday. I, I just, if I can put a plug in, Susie. Do it. Um, I, I just recently filmed the show, uh, professionally filmed it, uh, for airing this month. Um, and if you'd like, I could send you the link uh, for tickets uh, via Facebook if you'd like to include that uh, in some way. Uh, well, also, say it, say like it here. Say the show, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think tickets are $25, um, and that includes any, you can have a, you know, as many people as you want in your home up to how safe it is to do that mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> these days. But um, to watch the show, and then we sort of included all of our, our, our top costumes, including the Betty Davis you mentioned. So uh, it's a great chance for people all over the world to finally get to see the show. Yeah, so this show, show, for anyone listening, this show, the, 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 the actors perform songs, which you, you, you're an amazing um, musician as well, a pianist, uh, Greg. And Greg plays the music from these shows, and the actors wear costumes, original costumes, from these shows. So not only do you get to see, hear the music of the shows, and the, the films, you get to see the actual costumes. Now, this is really unique because a lot of people have said to me, they've been a bit like, oh, you shouldn't be wearing those clothes. Um, the Marilyn clothes are not in it. So when I did, they're shown, they can be shown, but they're not worn, are they? That's correct, right, Scott? No, oh, I never use Marilyn in my show. Yeah. No. Uh, that's because I don't love her, obviously, but I just value them too much and I don't want any damage to come at all to those costumes. It's, they are really unwearable now and like you say it's a time and the place and a thing and I don't think anybody now will be wearing Marilyn Monroe's clothing including me um, ever again 
But um, how do you store all these clothes? To Because like you say, they are, it's like storing art. You can't put it in sunlight. You can't put it so... Right, right. I, I try to store a great deal of my collection, particularly the more fragile things in acid-free boxes uh, wrapped in acid-free tissue. So hardier things, I also have a rack uh, in one of my uh, rooms of my home that I also uh, hang things that are not as fragile or not as heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of it's in boxes, and as, and as you know, since you've been in my home, mm-hmm. every room in the house almost has boxes everywhere <laughs> just because I take up a lot of room. But um, it's such a passion for me and such a love that uh, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> well, you have been such a tribute to Marilyn um, throughout your life, really. This, you know, what you've done for the fans. Everybody who's been to one of your memorials will agree with me. Um, because they got a chance to talk to people afterwards, after you finish the memorial, the people are there to talk to who really knew Marilyn. Was Susan Strasberg, obviously the daughter of Lee and, and Paula Strasberg, which is um, Marilyn Monroe's acting coach and wife, um, was she your favourite speaker or you're not going to pick your favourite speaker? Like, cause... <laughs> well, again, that's hard to do because I love them all. Uh, Susan was one of the dearest. Mm-hmm. She was so genuine, so lovely, and and... Every time she read the eulogy, she would, she burst into tears. I mean, that's how connected she was. Because not only did she love Marilyn, but she knew it was her father mm-hmm. that had written the words. And, and I think that connection was just so powerful for her. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you, you just, it's just amazing to have that kind of thing happen in a memorial service. Uh, along with people like um, Evelyn Moriarty, Marilyn's stand-in double, uh, Baby Goddard, her father foster sister I mean, people that were so close to her and really knew her so well and and the great photographers like george barris that would come yeah they were all there did you learn anything did you learn anything talking to these people because like you've just mentioned before that you you was in contact with eunice murray is there anything Mm -hmm. because there's so much conspiracy and i think as we go on now it's 2021 i think marilyn's truth gets lost um, and it gets, um, and, it, and it's going to happen because, you know, you know, people love sound bites now with the, in, in the worlds of Instagram and TikTok. It's got to be quick. Someone like you that got to meet all these people, I only met a few of them, you know, but you got to meet way more than us and really talk to them. And talking to Eunice Murray, how did she talk about Marilyn's passing? Did she not want to talk about it? Did she not remember much? Or how did you find her? Well, I, I was uh, connected through Patrick Miller, who was uh, a big fan of Maryland's, who worked at 20th Century Fox. And he came out in the, uh, the 70s. And so he really scouted out a lot of people that knew Marilyn uh, mm-hmm. when they were still all available to, to speak with, including Eunice. So he was the connection to a lot of the people that I was able to initially get hooked up with thanks to him, and regrettably, he, he passed away of cancer. Uh, and, but until then, he was such a great help in, in connecting me to a lot of people, as well as connecting me to things relating to 20th Century Fox, uh, which was great because he was head of the still department uh, at the studio. So it, it's just, again, the Maryland magic happening, that mm. all these people came into my life that, that I can't believe did. Um, the, the one thing I would like to say, uh, Susie, that really struck me about everyone that we've had over the years is that 
there was such a connection between them and Marilyn mm. that even after decades after her death, almost everyone that ever spoke would become t- very emotional speaking about her. I mean, obviously she made a, a, an impact on so many people's lives. Um, Wow, if I'd only got to meet her myself, I probably would have been overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It just shows me there was something very special about that lady, that she was able to connect with that many people, and after all these years, still have that kind of feeling for her. I guess also, Uh, when someone passes that young that they knew, I mean, to to me and you never got to know her, she's just a... um, an image to us and we can only learn about her through like meeting people that knew her and listening to them I guess a lot of them have great sadness because it's only as I've got older I've realized how young 36 really is and it's you know yeah <laughs> yeah that sounds like a baby now doesn't it right uh, and it, well it is and and, and and the tragedy is that I think she had so much left to get to offer to us and give to us and mm. and it, the that, that it's all gone, um, in a sense. Though Susan always said that she hasn't really died, that her spirit is still out there uh, spinning like a pinwheel, getting larger and larger constantly, that that, that spirit is still very alive. And, and I have to admit, it, it does feel that way when you see how much Marilyn is still loved and, and how much she's still in the news after all these decades. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because I I had Susan Griffiths on um, the Marilyn impersonator, and she was saying um, to me when we wasn't um, when we were just talking about being impersonators how we feel that you know um, Marilyn's image is changing the new millennials. I don't think I think they see Marilyn in a different way. So from generation to generation, she's I I feel like we lose a little something of her truth. I think it's hard to explain it and put it into words. It's like we have to do a really quick version of what the public see as Marilyn. And it's only the fans Mm -hmm. that kind of really invest in finding out the true character of Marilyn will find these other layers. But the public still want, and we find as impersonators, this one-dimensional blonde bombshell. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly the the superficial image of Marilyn, Mm -hmm. which... That in itself is attractive because she was a beautiful woman and and uh, she was fun and and I think that's sort of the initial image we have of her for people that don't really know her. As you study her and you you watch her films and you read books about her, particularly good books about her that are accurate, you find underneath so many layers uh, beyond the obvious. And I think every time you uncover another layer, you you go wow. She's an amazing lady and what she accomplished and her feelings, her emotions, her sensitivity. And I'm hoping that, that we can keep that part alive. Um, I'm excited about, I did, just finished doing a documentary for uh, British television. It's going to be a two-hour special on Marilyn. Mm-hmm. And they are really delving into the real Marilyn. And I'm hoping that this will be a great chance for people again to see all the depth that I'm talking about. I do like that because I did, um, during lockdown in the summer, I did a bio of her, um, but this one's for American TV, and they they talked to Amy Green, obviously uh, Hmm. Marilyn's business partner's wife, and and, um, the Shaw family, and I I really like this 
this group because like you've just said about the people that interviewed you they do tend to want to dig deeper now into this you know her side that writing poetry and her real intellect because this is a woman that married you know Arthur Miller so she's no dumb blonde and I like I love when I find out that they're really looking and that's part of the reason I started this podcast because I, I want to talk to people and find out what it's like living with Marilyn and how it is impersonating her modern times uh, being a collector with you being and because I do think she can be perceived in so many ways because one moment she's a poet the next minute she's a feminist with her new cup then she's a blonde bombshell that's why she's so intriguing because even though it appears one-dimensional she really isn't absolutely and and i'm when you have quality documentaries that want to delve into all of that then you know you're on the right track I've, I've also dealt with people that all they cared about was how did she die the conspiracies that to me is one of the least interesting parts of Marilyn's life because I, I don't feel it's that important Marilyn remembered was found to celebrate her life not her death and I that's where I think the focus should normally be on um, because I'm not sure her death will ever be resolved, and I'm not sure in the long run it's as, nearly as important as the 36 years she was alive. So let's celebrate that. And it sounds like your documentary and mine are both doing that. Yeah, and well, like she's, I, she influences such a lot of people even now. I mean, with you, when you started collecting, you know, back when you were young and started Marilyn Remember, did you imagine that in 2021 people would still be knowing who Marilyn Monroe was? I don't think I did imagine that. It, it, um, in fact, it felt when I, in night, when I started that people had forgotten her a bit, and, and in a sense they kind of had. She was not as in the news back then. Um, she was not as active. There were very few books on her. Um, it was a very different world, and I think that we sort of came in on the very cusp of, of this blossoming of, of, of her fame again, and uh, it's it just grown in so much exponentially, and, and I am so grateful for that because I think she's worthy of it, and I'm honored if I had a small part to play in all of that because it's... Uh, where she ought to be. Uh, I think I you had a very big part because, like you say, you collected people wasn't collecting Marilyn. You started this memorial that, you know, without you, I don't know what how we would have all got together with these Marilyn weeks. These Marilyn weeks, they're like Elvis week, if anyone's listening that doesn't know what we're talking about. They're like, a, an, a, 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 it's the weekend of Marilyn's death and it culminates in your um, memorial service and all the fans come from all over the world, literally from Australia, America, Australia, the UK, France, Amsterdam. And they all, and we've made great friendships all because of you, um, Greg. And you need to know that because I wouldn't have met any of, but it's very true. And I think you need to own that. I think that's a beautiful thing that you can, a legacy. Because I just heard... Thank you for saying that. I, I, I'm not sure I can take all the credit. I, I have to give the credit to Marilyn. I mean, she's the one that's really the impetus. Uh, I'm just there to help further it along. But if it wasn't for somebody as amazingly special as she is, people wouldn't be coming, no matter how much I, I wanted them to. Uh, she's, she's an amazing lady. And 
Uh, thank, and I mean, no one could probably speak more about that than you, because look at how she's changed your life totally. She's changed, and, yeah, and, many, many of our lives. And But like I say, Marilyn does bring people together, but that Memorial Week has brought so many friends into my life that I wouldn't have met without yeah, all being, well, going... I, I'm so grateful for it. I know, I'm praying and hoping maybe by this August there may be a chance of us holding the service again, um, depending on that vaccine and lots of things yeah but, um, how do you feel about because like you say all these amazing guests you've been so lucky to have like you say the last time you was there george barris was there you know marilyn's last like i know last the last picture taken of marilyn really he took and you know he's there and you know all these great guests that like you've had susan strasberg amy green what is the future for these guests because sadly they're not around now are they we're losing them so what's your plan? Unfortunately, yeah. Well, certainly we are down to the very last few now that I'm aware of that, that could speak on her behalf. Um, what we'll eventually be doing, I think, number one, is, is having people that knew the people. <laughs> <laughs> the second layer of people, the children maybe of, of the, the people that knew her or um, somehow a connection to her. And, and then I think just generally, eventually we'll just be having fans speak about their love of Marilyn uh, and, and how much she's meant to them. And I think that's still a valid thing. Uh, we will never have what we had 20, 30 years ago because that was a magic time when mm -hmm. all these people were alive and willing to come and speak. Um, and that just can't ever happen again. But we will take it as far as we can. And as long as I'm able, I fully intend on continuing this memorial service and having it every year. Um, it's one of the very special parts of my life, and I don't ever let it uh, not happen if I can avoid it. Yeah, well, we thank you so much. It's played a major important part in, I think, many Marilyn's fans' life. So it's thanks to you and to Marilyn Remembered. And um, just give yourself a good plug now about your, um, your, your fan club, Marilyn Remembered. It's on Facebook and Instagram, the usual Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Uh, it's a great club. I, that... I have to give credit to the club. I mean, without the amazing people that have been in it, uh, Scott and Jackie and all the incredible people I've known over the years, mm -hmm. I couldn't have done it by myself. They, they were all there supporting me, helping me, uh, giving me so much assistance and, and making it happen. And anyone is welcome to join the club. It's totally free, no charge, and it allows you to find out what we're up to at all times and, and you can make connection with other great people. We also have a presence on Facebook as well. For anyone who wants to join the club, it's simply you go to uh, MarilynRemember.org uh, and sign up there, and it takes about 10 seconds, and you'll be a member, and no charge. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, and um, when it's we're COVID-free, um, you have also meetings, don't you, together? and Absolutely, and you'll find out about them through the, the fan club website. And uh, no charge for the meetings either. And, and we have really grand events, and we still occasionally have guest speakers. We have parties. We celebrate Maryland. And if you're lucky enough to live in the area, it's, it's a fabulous time. We have the best people in the club, and it's such a, a lovely experience to c get together and, and share our love of Maryland. You know, I, I have trouble getting them out of my home. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to leave. I know. I've been there. Um, and... The uh, Hollywood Revisited, when is that? Um, remind us when that's on so we can all log on and buy a ticket and see uh, it. 
Well, tickets are available now. Um, I believe in about a week it'll be available to watch. You can watch it at your convenience once you buy the ticket. Right. Uh, and, it'll, and it'll be available through February 28th once you buy your ticket. So if you can you know, set your own time when you want to watch it. And is there a uh, website? Uh, yes. Um, there's actually, it's not a website so much. It's a link to, it's, it's part of what we call Modernism Week in Palm Springs. Right. We were scheduled to be at the Annenberg Theater, uh, but because the theater is not available to be open, the Modernism Week people gave us a budget to film it. So that's, it, it's through Modernism Week, and you can go to their website, certainly, and, and get tickets that way. And I also have a direct link to the Modernism thing, which I can send you in an email. Um, well, I'll send you through Facebook. Yep, please um, do. And, and give that to you so that you have that. Um, I'll do that right now. I asked, I asked uh, Scott Faulkner his favourite item of clothing that he owns, and obviously you own so many, and you've said you, you, you can't pick your item, but you'd say it's the first one you bought. If there was any item you could own, his was the happy birthday dress, um, is there an item that if you won the super lottery that you dream of owning? Well, of course, the happy birthday dress is, a, is a, sort of the, I think, sacred thing of everybody's uh, hopes. Um, other than that, um, golly, um, I've also, I've always loved the, um, after you get you, what you want, you don't want it dress. No, oh, it's gorgeous, isn't it? The lace one. I, I, do, I just think that's a sensational dress and I would love to own that one. Um, anything that Marilyn touched, I would love to own. What plans uh, do you have for the things that you do own? Because sadly, we all pass. I was saying the same to Scott about how these things of, you know, in museums and if there'd be another Graceland's or something. Do you have, because I know you exhibit like Scott does. Um, would you like anything right. to like in the future for a, a, an exhibit of Marilyn's that was permanent or anything like that you have ambitions for or dreams of? Well, actually, we... Funny you should say that. We are actually, we have been in negotiation, Scott and I, along with a couple other collectors, to put together the, the world's largest exhibit ever of Maryland, and uh, we're presenting it to the Motion Picture Academy because they are opening a new museum uh, this coming fall in September. And we would love to have them do a, an exhibit uh, as a tribute to Marilyn Monroe because I feel the Academy That'd be amazing. could really do an amazing job. Mm. And, and, of course, Marilyn never got an Oscar. So I think the least they could do is give her this grand exhibit. So they seem interested. Do you so think there's I'm a chance of... that we can make this happen. I hope so, too. Do you think there's a chance, if that happened, that she might get a posthumous Oscar? I don't think they give Oscars. Oh. Any at once you're dead, I think you cannot get an Oscar, but they could honor her certainly. They could do a tribute to her on on one of their uh, broadcasts. But I think beyond that, having her on display in this brand new museum, uh, and it's huge. It's a, it's a huge museum. It'll be the most spectacular museum that's ever existed for movies, uh, and I think it would be. A, a grand way to, to celebrate her wouldn't wouldn't you think yeah and we'd see all your stuff that you've collected of hers over yep. the years would we see the fridge <laughs> whatever they want i'll give it to them <laughs> i would be honored and I, I mean ironically i only live a few blocks from the new museum <laughs> mm. so it's very convenient uh for them to get everything from me uh but they seem very interested so um i'm i'm hoping we can make this happen. I'm so excited by that. This pandemic thing and finally can get 
people back into museums again. Yeah, it it will pass. We'll, we'll be through this, and that, I'm so excited. Yeah. That's such exciting news, and that will be such a tribute because I really, I feel Marilyn deserves that. I still think we're lacking a real tribute to her in that in that way. I, I do too, and I think nobody could do it more classy than than the Motion Picture Academy. They it's perfect. Really do a grand job. Um, and then maybe we could bring it over to London. Wouldn't that be great? Travel the I world. I think that would be fun too. Well, thank you so much, Greg. I cannot thank you enough for taking this time. And we went through Facebook, Skype and landlines. And... <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, do you know what? It was, I'm it... afraid I'm not as adept as I should be on the computer, but we made it happen. Yeah. Well, and I... you are... You are such an amazing lady, and I just can't tell you again how honored I am to know you as well and all you've done for Marilyn and, and the beautiful way you, you always present her. And, and I'm hoping we can have you back for Hollywood Revisited again someday. Oh, it'd be my honor. And just to see it again, I would love. So I'm definitely going to be tuning into it because it's, it's so amazing. And the whole new generation have got such a lot to discover in of old Hollywood. I, I feel excited yep. for them. There's so much out there. Yep, that's for sure. So let's keep her out there. Let's uh, hope that all these new things coming out on her will just be wonderful and uh, we'll keep her, her, her image and her memory alive uh, in it. our hearts. That's it. Thank you so much, honey. I send you so much love and thank you for being part of my podcast. It's appreciated. I've, I had a ball. Anytime, Susie, okay? Okay. Well, next time we'll be talking about this big exhibit, I hope. <laughs> Yes, I would love that. <laughs> All right. Take care of yourself. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Susie. Take care.